This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. This episode is brought to you by Kia's first three-row all-electric SUV, the Kia EV9. With available all-wheel drive and seating for up to seven adults, with zero to 60 speed that thrills you one minute and available lounge seats that unwind you the next. Visit kia.com slash EV9 to learn more. Ask your Kia dealer for availability. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions. Always drive safely. Tonight, only on Disney+. Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Does anyone here know the lyrics? Ruben! Taylor Swift, the Eras Tour, Taylor's version. With four additional acoustic songs. Streaming tonight, only on Disney+. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to another episode of Making Moves with your girl, TK. Hi. Nice to meet you. If you're just joining my podcast for the first time ever, I'm honored, first of all. I can't wait to have our, you know, little girl talk, date night, whatever it is. You know, if you're cleaning your kitchen right now and I'm in the background or you're on your way to work, whatever it is, I know you're a busy, booked and busy gal. So thank you for taking the time to listen to me. I'm so excited to dive into this week's episode. I'm doing another solo. I got such good feedback from the last solo, especially from just people in my life, like my actual friends that had listened to it. And I was like, wait, this means so much. I'm such a words of aff person. So if like one person I care about tells me they liked it, I'm like, oh my God, I got to do it again. So anyway, I keep freaking saying this, but I have my personality back. And it feels amazing. And I'm not questioning myself as much as I was during the six months I was having my quarter life crisis. I'm just, I don't know. I feel like I'm, I have my confidence back and it feels amazing. So just know that if you're going through a little bump in the road and you're not feeling like yourself, sometimes life throws those bumps at us so that we can appreciate when you get out of the rut. And... um I don't know. I'm I'm actually really glad I went through it because I feel like a different person. And I, I feel like myself, but a better, more mature, figured out version of myself. It literally took six months. And you know what? Good things take time. So anyway, I'm so excited to dive into another solo episode. And it's actually really funny how <laughs> I came up with the idea to talk about this. I basically sent a text that I copy and pasted to a bunch of my friends. One was like one of my guy friends. One was like one of my best hometown friends. One was my brother. And uh, I have a group chat with my brother in Sapal, which is like our best family friend. And in there, we always chat and like motivate each other. And it's like, it's very good vibes in there. And then I sent it to like my college friends. I just, I wanted to see like, okay, what would someone in my real life like to hear right now from a podcast? 
And I got quite the responses. Basically, all my friends were saying kind of ridiculous, funny, out-of-pocket things. And my brother said the one thing that I was like, I'm going to podcast about that today, which I thought was so interesting. So my brother said, talk about how much more exciting life is when you have a crush. And as soon as I read that, I was like, that's it. That's the topic because it's so true. And I think for a second within those six months that I was like losing myself, I forgot how fun having a crush is. And I was just like entertaining other people for no reason that I didn't actually have a crush on. I was just like, oh, this is convenient. Life is so much more fun when you have a crush on someone or something because it makes you want to perform at the highest level of yourself to impress A, B, and C. So, and I feel like I'm at that point right now. I feel like I have a few crushes going on and I'm like, does it go hand in hand with me being so happy right now? I don't know. But I definitely think there is some connection between the two. Me having a crush makes me want to perform at my highest, which means I'm proud of myself and happy. Um, because I get really down on myself. I mean, we all are our biggest critics. And I get really down on myself when I'm not going to the gym, eating right, you know, doing the little things in self-care that make me feel good about myself, performing at my highest level, like working my ass off. Like I get so disappointed when I don't do that. And sometimes a crush is almost a crutch to help you do that because sometimes I can't, I don't have the motivation myself to do that. Sometimes a crush is like helping me get all those other things done. So I was like, this is very interesting. I'm sure someone else can relate to this. It's so fun having a crush, right? And that's like, I feel like the best part of dating is like having a crush and like thinking about them. And it just makes little things about life, the mundane things about life, fun. Like getting ice cream by myself is like, okay, Slay, I'm getting ice cream. Like it's going to taste good. But thinking about getting ice cream with your crush feels like a whole experience. It feels like, you know, Rainbow Road, Mario Kart. The serotonin, the endorphins, they're vibing. <laughs> so the main thing I was thinking about when I was thinking about having a crush and how fun it is, is that, yes, of course, it can be a person, which I think is one of the most fun crushes to have is when it's in my case a dude like a guy that I have a crush on and I can't stop thinking about I think that's so fun and I love talking about boys and with my friends I think it's just like a fun topic to like remove myself from all the chaos that life brings us but I really do think you can also have a crush on other things in life I think you can have a crush on your health and fitness I think you can have a crush on your work. I think you can have a crush on your side hustle. I think you can have a crush on a new friendship that's developing. I think you can have a crush on your party era and like going out. I think you can have a crush on your mental health or self-care or whatever. Because ultimately a crush is someone or something you're prioritizing, right? Like in my head, if I have a crush, they're kind of living like rent-free in your head. But that can be other than someone, it can be something like, oh, my health and fitness right now is, I would say, also living rent-free in my head. Anyway, let's pedal back a little. And I 
Googled what having a crush really means. And this is what our dear friend Miss Google said. When you have a crush on someone, it means you have special feelings for this person. A crush is often unexpressed and it doesn't mean that you have to be romantically involved with each other. It's when you have the urge to connect with someone, to get to know them more and to be close with each other. So I was reading that and I was like, holy shit, I have a crush on so many things in my life. I have a crush on a boy. I have a crush on truly my health and fitness right now. I feel like I have a crush on making TikToks right now because let's just like sub this health and fitness thing into this crush definition. When you have a crush on prioritizing your health and fitness, it means you have special feelings for this. A crush is often unexpressed and it doesn't mean that you have to be romantically involved with health and fitness. It's when you have the urge to connect with it and to get to know, essentially, in my head, your body more. And um, I know, I think it sounds a little foo-foo. I don't know if I'm like, if I lost you there. But I really think that it's true. You can have a crush on other things other than someone. And just to reiterate, I do think it is more fun to have a crush on an actual human. But I think, especially being in your 20s, Sometimes that's not what you want to prioritize. And being in your 20s is the time to really have a crush on yourself and figure out what the fork you love and what you hate so that you can, you know, narrow down the best version of yourself. So, yeah, I I guess right now I'm really trying to have a crush on myself. But the main things that I have a crush on other than a boy are my health and fitness and making TikToks. So I went to Miss Google again and I was like, how do I know if I have a crush? Which we all know when we have a crush. We just are afraid to admit it sometimes. But this is what Miss Google had to say. So these are the seven signs you have a crush because the butterflies are real, which they scientifically are. They really are. There's actual butterflies in your stomach. So think about this, whatever you're thinking about in your car right now or, you know, while you're cleaning or whatever you're doing while you're listening to this and you have in your head, oh, what's my crush right now? Whether that is taking care of your mental health or prioritizing your work or whatever it is, or you're in your party girl era, like whatever you have a crush on right now, really think about these things because I think it aligns with having a crush on non-people as well. You get excited just thinking about them. That's number one. So you get excited just thinking about making TikToks for me. That would be one because I have a crush on making TikToks right now. Or I get excited just thinking about taking care of my body and becoming the best, most fit version of myself. You do things to get their attention. You notice little details about them. You become easily flustered around them. You try to avoid them. You can imagine yourself getting intimate with them. Okay, obviously that doesn't apply for random things. (laughs) I would hope that's with a person, but I'm not here to judge. And you literally get butterflies. So I wanted to dive into the two things that aren't a human that I have a crush on right now, which I already told you are making TikToks and getting into the best shape of my life. So let's dive into why I have a crush on making TikToks right now. Now, the key here is I don't have a crush on TikTok I have a crush on making TikToks because I feel like for a while I 
didn't even realize I had a crush on TikTok. I didn't even have a crush on actual TikTok, but I was using way too much of my time and energy consuming TikToks. And then that would lead to me comparing myself to others and then just getting sad or mad or discouraged. But now I feel like I've honed in and focused on making TikToks because ultimately I want to grow on TikTok. And I always say this as advice to other creators, like if you're actually having fun making the content, it'll translate to others. Interesting people are interesting to watch. So I feel like I finally honed in on, okay, what do I actually want to make content about? Because I'm having fun doing so. And inevitably, it's performing better than my old shit. Um, and it's more fun to make because it's what I actually have been wanting to do. That has been a huge fun thing that has taken a front seat in my life, making TikToks. I feel like I used to just dilly-dally and not care about it. And now I'm like, I have to get two TikToks up a day. And it's it's now it feels easy. It's kind of like going to gym, not to make this all about the gym, but going to the gym never gets easier. You just get better at doing it. And I think the same goes for really anything you're trying to be consistent with. Whatever it is, whether it's drinking your water or uploading a TikTok on a daily basis or taking your medicine or whatever, like it never actually gets easier, the physical act of doing it, but you get better at doing it just because you get in the habit of doing it and it becomes a part of your routine and it becomes a part of you. So making TikToks has become a part of my routine and my life and it has been so fun. And now I'm like crushing the TikTok game. I feel like I can get like three to five up. It used to seem like impossible, like, oh my gosh, how could I think of, you know, three to five things and then also do a vlog and blah, blah, blah. I would make so many excuses for myself, which I'm not perfect. I still do sometimes. But I think consistency has helped the most, just making it a part of my routine. I think a huge thing that has helped me focus on having a crush on making TikToks versus actually being a consumer of TikTok has been training the algorithm to be aligned with that. So if I see someone pop up on my For You page that I automatically go to an unhealthy state of mind when I see you know their content pop up. Um, and by the way, this isn't a them thing. This is a me thing. Like it's it's on me that I'm comparing myself. Like that's not on any other creator. That's on me. And I feel very grateful that I'm self-aware enough to realize that now. Like, okay, this person isn't a bad person. I just can't consume their content right now because I'm probably going to compare myself and not feel good about it. The way I've trained my algorithm, which I feel like my algorithm is fire now because I've trained it, is anytime someone pops up on my feed that gives me like the uh, like the bad energy, bad vibes, I am immediately scrolling. Like I'm not wasting a second having them on my screen because... I don't want them showing up again because I don't want to feel that feeling again. So I think be very intentional with when you're on TikTok to instead of mindlessly scroll, like train the algorithm to, you know, feed you the stuff that's good. Because while the Internet is a negative place, like it also is an extremely positive place that you can learn amazing, you know, facts from, information from, relationship advice from, whatever, whatever you want. So anyway, that's the first thing. I also don't engage in the slightest in any type of content that gives me any icky feel feeling. 
And then on the other hand, I train the algorithm to feed me the stuff I like by commenting, liking, et cetera, on the videos that make me feel good or I learn something from. I don't know. I'm the type of consumer that I always want to feel something from the content that is positive. So whether that's I want to be learning something new, which is one of my favorite things to consume is, oh, I learned something new from that. Or... I was thoroughly entertained or it made me feel good um, or I guess it made me laugh. So there's like the four things I'm really looking for when I'm on social media and I feel like I've mastered training my my algorithm. I'm so intentional about what I like versus what I say versus what I scroll past because when I was in my bad six months quarter life crisis era space, I feel like I was comparing myself to everyone. I was like letting anything show up on my For You page. And I treat my For You page like I treat people in real life. Like I will not let energy suckers into my bubble. Therefore, I will not let any energy suckers come onto my For You page. Because it's just like you can get sucked into it so easy. It's kind of like a tornado. Like it'll suck you in um, so easily. And it's easy to go there. It's easy to be like, oh, what's the drama today? Or, oh, what is so-and-so talking shit about? But I am trying to step away from any type of negative energy, period. So, yeah, I've been really training my For You page. And I think that's not seeing that negative stuff makes me way more confident in just being myself making TikToks and posting it because – feel like I used to be like, oh, what if so-and-so sees this or just like overthink that because I, I don't know. TikTok can be really scary sometimes. I feel like a lot of people, there's a lot of creators out there that their whole TikTok is, you know, judging others or making fun of A, B, and C. And it's like, it's brutal out there, especially when you're a creator. Thank you so much to Apartments.com for sponsoring this episode of Making Moves. Apartments.com has helped millions of renters find their perfect places. And the beauty is they're all different. None of us are the same, so why should our homes be? Someone may want hardwood floors. Someone else may say, carpet all the way. Questionable call, but hey, to each their own. Some may want a doorman. Others may say, I can open the door myself. But Apartments.com has all the right tools to help you find the place that's uniquely perfect for you. Sort through the filter listings by amenities and make sure you never miss out with their instant alert option. With more than 1 million available units for rent, you're sure to find a place that's right for you. So whether you're looking for a place with a basement, a yard, a pool, or everything in between, Apartments.com has got you covered. Visit Apartments.com, the place to find a place. I personally love Apartments.com because it is so convenient. I get on it all the time when I'm bored or when I'm actually on the hunt for an apartment. I'm thinking about moving this year, so I've been using it like crazy just to start browsing and get ahead of the game. And the website is so user-friendly. I'm a huge fan. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. 
So I don't know. I'm protecting my peace on TikTok and it's made making TikTok so much more fun. And I currently have a crush on making TikToks and I love it. So follow me on TikTok, by the way. This also could I get that this sounds like a little crazy because some of y'all are like, OK, like it, this is not that deep. But this is my job <laughs> and I take it seriously. So I'm sure there's something in your life that is equivalent to making TikToks for me. Maybe that's, you know, mastering being on top of your email or responding faster or I don't know what profession you're in, but something within that industry that you can hone in on um, and have a crush on and get better at and master. I encourage you to work on that because this making TikTok thing has been so fun for me. I also have been obsessed with, which my social media girlies are gonna love this part of the pod. I have been obsessed with the trial and error of social media currently. I feel like I, in, my, in those six months where I was just down bad and like blaming everyone but myself for what I was going through, I guess, I would be like, why didn't this perform well? Or I, just questioning everything and not being confident, which is like very unlike me. I feel like I, I've never struggled with confidence in that way. And so it was really discouraging for myself. But now I feel like then I'm back on the horse and I have my personality back, et cetera. I love being the underdog. I love seeing what content that I create is really gonna resonate with people. And it always ends up being the stuff that I'm is so niche and I would never expect to pop off that always pops off. So I'm trying to channel like, what am I really passionate about that I don't even think would resonate with others? And that's the shit that always resonates with others um, because it's very like niche energy that more often than not, several people can relate to. I guess I'm trying to embrace where I'm at currently with work and being a creator, I'm trying to embrace where I'm at instead of being like, why am I not here? Why am I not at A, B, and C? Instead, I'm like, I love that I'm here right now. And I don't know, channeling that mindset has been a game changer for me as well. And I guess all goes back to me having a crush on the whole making TikToks thing. I don't know. Going back to the crush definition, it said, having a crush is when you have the urge to connect with someone and to get to know them more and to be close with each other. I feel like I have been having that feeling with you guys through TikTok and making TikToks. I have been having the urge to genuinely connect with my audience because I know damn well we would all be friends in real life if I knew all y'all in real life. And I'm craving that friendship with you guys via TikTok and my audience. I'm craving a genuine connection. Not that we don't already have that, but I'm craving more of it. I want to know about you guys. I want to know what you like. I want to know what you're going through. I want to know who you have a crush on. So I've been popping in the comment sections across all platforms. So comment down below right now. I want to know who or what you have a crush on and what are you going through right now? And let me know in the comments if there's anything you would like me to talk about in the future on this podcast, especially during a solo, because I want to be there for you guys like you have been there for me. And I don't know. I think it could be fun. 
um, to really hone in on some of the things you guys might be going through or struggling with. And I can give you my two cents on it. I'm not going to say I'm going to be the best person to give advice on, but I think it would be a fun thing. So let me know in the comments down below. I definitely have been feeling that urge to get closer with you guys and I don't know, connect with my audience more. And it just reminded me of having a crush. Like you, when you have a crush on someone, you really want to get to know every part of them and their quirks and, you know, what they're great at, what they're bad at, et cetera. And I feel that urge with my audience right now. So slay, I guess. Moving right along, the second thing that I have a crush on is getting into the best shape of my life or just feeling the best in my own body. Lately, I've just been craving feeling good. I feel like in those six months, I didn't feel like myself. I feel like I wasn't in my own body. I was not treating my body right. And I don't want to get too foo-foo like because to be blunt, like I think the health and fitness stuff can get repetitive and annoying. I'm very aware that health and fitness and all of that is a touchy subject, but it's currently where I'm at right now. I notice now if I eat something and I know that's going to not feel good later <laughs> in my stomach or make me feel puffy or make me feel not myself. And the thing that I've been enjoying the most about having a crush on this health and fitness thing is I feel like I've really been pushing myself in the gym. Like I get butterflies, going back to the crush thing, I get butterflies about making new gym goals, running so many miles or being able to hold a plank for this long, thinking about pushing my body to a new level gives me butterflies and gets me excited because I did a ton of sports growing up and I was very active. And I feel like when you become an adult and then you get a real big girl job and you're not as active because you're sitting at a computer all day, it's hard to fall in love with just going to your local gym every day because it's not practice and you don't have a coach and you don't have teammates to hold you accountable like it's very I guess bleh so making new fitness goals and having my group chat with the 75 hard stuff and even talking to my brother and like my family friend and motivating each other like that's been my new my new normal my new teammates my new imaginary coaches <laughs> Yeah, it's all I want to talk about. It's kind of like, you know, when you have a crush and it's all you want to talk about, like the guy you have a crush on, which I definitely do that. But I feel like health and fitness, it's all I want to talk about right now. I want to hear everything that could possibly help me to get to that next level or, you know, be that better version. And don't get me wrong. Like there's some days where I would rather do anything than go to the gym or focus on this or I would just simply want to be lazy. Like, of course, I have those days. Actually, today is one of those days. I was going to go to the gym in the, this morning. I didn't get it done. I'm going to go later today because I am disciplined. But I don't want to, but I know it'll make me feel so much better afterwards. I don't know. I feel like I wish I would have heard this having a crush on things other than people idea when I was so unsure and confused about life. <laughs> because if I would have had a crush on just one thing that I could focus on, I feel like it would have helped me at least take a step to becoming my normal best self again. 
So yeah, if you're, you know, maybe you're on your A game right now, maybe you're not, but I encourage you to really hone in. What are your top three crushes right now? Is it a Chad? Is it an actual person? Is it a new friendship? Is it going out? Whatever it is, I think having a crush is a good thing. And finding someone or something that makes you want to be better in any capacity is something we should always be striving for. Even though I'm confident I will and can show up for myself, sometimes there's days where you don't feel like it and it's nice to have a crush or something that can encourage you or make you want to show up and perform, rise to the occasion, if you will, when you're not feeling it. So yeah, I thought it was a great little thing, I guess, that my brother said. There's something so underrated about having a cute little crush. I also brought we're not really strangers for today's episode because I don't know, we haven't played it in a while and I think it's a really fun game to use to get to know yourself better and kind of check in with yourself, which I feel like this whole crush thing got me thinking, all right, like where are my priorities at? What am I, what am I trying to do right now? What am I trying to get better at? What's on the horizon for me? Am I headed in the right direction? I think it's good to have like a quarterly check-in. So I want to implement We're Not Really Strangers because I think it's a great game to play just in general with your friends, but also with yourself. So we're going to play it. And I hope you guys enjoy. And when I pull out a card and ask myself these questions, I encourage you guys to do the same. Maybe take a minute or pause the podcast and think about how you would answer the question as well because it's always good to do a little self-reflection and then maybe realign where you wanna head. By the way, that's why I'm really big on journaling and manifesting and just keeping note of where you're at in life right now because it's so rewarding when you go back and look, oh my gosh, I either accomplish A, B, and C or you can kind of look back and laugh like, LOL, that's not how, where it ended up. I think it's good to take time to write down your goals and reassess you know, where you're at in life and what you want to be doing. Because when you actually physically write it out what you want, it makes it so much easier to break down the steps of how you can actually get to that big goal. And, you know, maybe in a couple months you won't, that's one of those big goals won't be one of your big goals anymore, but it's just good to write down. I really encourage you guys to do that. Okay, let's get into it right now. We're gonna start with level one. We're not really strangers. What fast food restaurant do you think I'm most likely to drive through? What's my order? I don't know why, but Chick-fil-A came to my head. I like it because it has a plethora of like options. Like you could do a salad, you could do the nuggets, you could do a sandwich, you could do a wrap. Um, yeah, I guess I'm Chick-fil-A. I like having options. I'm not the type of person that gets the same thing every time. So I like the options for that reason. I like that Chick-fil-A doesn't make me feel like shit afterwards. Um, yeah, it's still filling and delicious. I like that it's red. <laughs> That's very me. Do you think I intimidate others? Ugh, why or why not? I think I intimidate men 
that I would potentially date. I used to think I didn't like that about myself. And now I guess I'm just trying to embrace it because I feel like it weeds out the guys that can't handle the heat or the juice. Like, no offense. I think it's kind of cool, too, for a guy to be like, I don't know, intimidated me by me because I guess I I see it as flattering now. I'm like, oh, like he really thinks I have my shit together or what I don't know. I, I guess I'm just embracing it because I know I do and multiple guys and just people in my life have told me that like, oh, he said you're a little intimidating, whatever. And it's like, I'm not going to dumb down me knowing what I want and knowing who I am so that I don't intimidate you. So yeah, I definitely think I do. But I think in a non-romantic way, I am very approachable, easy to talk to, welcoming. But I think being intimidated to me now is more of a flattering thing versus like a bad thing. I used to be like, I don't know, I used to get mad when people would say that. And now I'm like, oh, that's sweet, I guess. I don't know. I feel like when I'm intimidated by someone, I really respect them. So I guess I'm just trying to channel that now. And if you're a girl that intimidates men, I encourage you to embrace it as well. Because the second I started embracing it, I feel like men came into my life that can handle the juice and can handle the heat and respect me. And that's what we want anyway. We don't have time for people that are complaining that I'm too intimidating. I'm then I'm like, then why are we talking? You know, also. When I'm intimidated by someone, I'm not whimpering around going to other people being like, I'm so intimidated by them. I feel like I'm just more aware and I'm playing my cards right and I don't want to fork it up in front of this person because I really respect them and I'm, intimid I'm intimidated. But I don't think that's a bad thing. I think I used to. And now it just weeds out the weirdos. <laughs> On a scale of one to 10, how messy do you think my car is? Being One being the cleanest and 10 being a disaster. I would say right now my car is pretty messy and I it's typically not this messy. I'd say it's probably like a six. Like it's not. I need to get a car wash. I'm probably going to get a car wash today. And the inside, I have just like so much random shit in there from Coachella and traveling, et cetera. A, a clean space allows my brain to be clean. I also love it because I am the person, which fun fact, I don't know if y'all know this about me. I am the gal in the friend group that enjoys being the driver. I like being in control. I also get car sick when I'm not driving. So I, I also like being in control of the ox. I don't know. I also just trust my driving. <laughs> I feel like other people's driving freaks me out sometimes. And I'm not ever fully relaxed. I like I get anxiety when I get into Ubers. It's like not an enjoyable experience for me. I would rather drive myself any day. And because I like being the driver and uh, my car is normally like the big car that everyone likes to get in, I like it to be clean at all times just in case I have to drive a bunch of people. So I need to get my shit together and clean my car. How likely am I to go camping? How high maintenance is my setup? Um, I don't know. I feel like I don't look like I would enjoy camping, but I actually am down for camping. It's not like I would say the top of my list of like things I want to be doing, but I'm down for it. And if, I don't know, like I had friends or a significant other that was like really into it, I feel like I could get down with it. I also grew up literally in Indiana and I was like the type of kid that I'd be like, mom, please let me sleep outside. Like in my like 
homemade tent. <laughs> or I would make I would build tents and forts in my basement because she wouldn't let me sleep outside because I was like seven. And I like wanted to be one with nature and with the animals. So yeah, I feel like I definitely don't look like I would be down with camping. Again, it's not my number one priority, but it's not like I'm going to be Meredith Blake if we go camping, you know? What do you think is the hardest part of what I do for a living? Oh, gosh. I think I'm very privileged and lucky to have the job that I have. And I'm so beyond grateful. Um, it's literally the best job in the world. But the hardest thing, I would say for me, the hardest thing is the toll it can kind of take on your mental health. As far as like, I don't think it's normal at all to see the amount of hate comments like a creator will see about themselves. Everyone talks shit, but it's not normal to see it, right? Like the average Joe doesn't see on a daily basis like, oh, you're ugly. Like I, I'm so unfazed by like stupid comments because it's it's just a part of the job, but it's not normal and it can't be healthy. So... Yeah, I guess just like having your worth be reliant on other people is what's challenging. But there's things about other jobs that are way more challenging. But I would say that's the hardest thing about my job. And it's just you have to be a very mentally tough person to do it, I think. What reality show do you think I'm most likely, I'm most likely to binge watch? Um, definitely Housewives. I used to be a reality TV girly. I'm not anymore. I just like Housewives. I like used to like The Bachelor. Now I'm like, oh, so boring. I'm not into the Love Island shit. Or like, I've never watched Vanderpump Rules, which I know everyone says I should watch, but I don't know. I love like a euphoria or a succession. I'm really into succession right now. I love when I just like fully escape and I feel like the reality shows, I can like be on my phone. I love when a show is so good that I don't even think about getting on my phone. Do I seem like a cat or dog person? Oh my God, if anyone said I seem like a cat person, I thoroughly would be offended and I would be removing that person from my life. <laughs> no offense, I am not a cat person, like at all. I am full-blown golden retriever dog. That is me to a T. I am happy-go-lucky, down to vibe with any other dog. Um, and I even am down to vibe with the cats, but the cats don't want to vibe with me. <laughs> that is what I am. I am a dog person and I am looking to date another dog. Sorry, not a cat person. Do I seem like more of a creative or analytical type? I'm trying to think of this like from a different someone's perspective. I'm definitely a creative at heart. I would say I'm like 80% creative or 70% creative and then a 20 or 30% analytical because I definitely like in comparison because keep in mind like I went to a fashion school so at fashion school I was like the analytical girly but if I were to go to like a big 10 school I definitely would have been the creative so it just kind of depends like where but in the grand scheme of like life and everyone I'm definitely heavily on the creative side but I I can get down and dirty with the analytics. Like that's one of my favorite things about my job is reading the analytics, figuring out what I need to do to like get these numbers up, et cetera, looking at the data, 
I I really enjoy that part of and running my business. Like I love seeing, you know, how much money I should be putting in A, B, and C and investments and et cetera. Like I do like that. It's just I'm not naturally as good at it as I am being creative. Like I feel like I always have an idea for something. I always have a vision. I always can picture it in my head. I'm also a creative problem solver. Like in real life, if I was in Italy and we rented a car and we were in the middle of Tuscany and the car broke down, me, not me like manifesting this, that's not going to happen. Not going to lie. Um, but if that happened, I would be able to creatively problem solve and like get us out of that instead of like the analytical approach where you would look at the engine and whatever. I, I'm, I don't think that way. I think very creatively on how to go around things or get get through things or accomplish things. How many speeding tickets do you think I've gotten? I honestly don't think I've ever gotten a speeding ticket in my life. I've gotten other tickets, but I've never gotten a speeding ticket. I think I've gotten like one. I've gotten a few parking tickets, but I've only gotten one like driving ticket or maybe I've gotten two. But it wasn't for speeding. It was because I accidentally turned right on a red when I wasn't supposed to. And it was like one of those stupid signs downtown where it was like, can only turn right between the hours of 4 and 7 p.m. And I literally just moved here from Indiana and didn't even know that existed. And also did not have time to read the freaking rules on that sign, the nitty gritty, because I was driving. So fourth that cop. Anyway, moving right along. Do I seem like someone who would get a name tattooed on myself? Oh my God, no. <laughs> I don't think I'll ever get a tattoo unless something tragic, which I pray to God it doesn't like, please. Um, I just, I'm not a tattoo gal. I don't know. I really am not. I just have zero desire to like, or I feel like they really add to certain people and they add to their look. But for me, no, I, I'm not a tattoo gal. What do you think I'm most likely to splurge on? I definitely splurge on where I live. I'm an experienced spender. So I'm down to splurge on like a really fun concert or game or something like that. But I guess in overall life, I splurge on my rent because I think it's really important to love where you live. What character would I play in a movie? Oh, God. I immediately thought of Reese Witherspoon, something like her. Maybe like uh, Elle Woods. That's like a very me character. I'm trying to think of something more current though. Something where the girl is like this fun girly girl, but can also get down to business in some capacity. That's like me to a T. <laughs> Who do you think my celebrity crush is? My celebrity crush is Matthew McConaughey and Michael B. Jordan and like Jalen Hurts. <laughs> I have a crush on athletes. Do I seem like a coffee or tea person, sweetened or unsweetened? So interesting. I think people would say that they would think I'm a sweet, like coffee person, but I actually don't love the vanilla, cold foam, sugar shit. I, if I'm drinking coffee, it's most likely black, but I prefer matcha. I don't know. I've been digging coffee. I got, I, something about me. 
I like it all and I'm not consistent really with what I like. I feel like I'd bounce around and jump around. Like I'm ordering something different from somewhere all the time. I can't even imagine being the person that eats the same thing for all three meals every day. That could not be me. I have to change it up. So when I'm going to Starbucks, I'm getting something different every time. But my favorite drink from Starbucks is matcha. And it's not really that sweet. I don't like too sweet of things. Okay, let's move on to level two. This is fun. This is really good, like, reflection. <laughs> Those were, like, the easy ones. This is making me want to play this with my crush. <laughs> okay. Level two. Let's get into it. Connection. What do you crave more of? Oh, my God. I feel like right now, romance. <laughs> uh, yeah. What's been your happiest memory this past year? I'm really, like, excited to say I have quite of a few, which is always a good sign. I'm like, my trip to South Africa, my trip to Hawaii, my TikTok live show. Taylor Swift concert, putting myself first, you know, taking more risks. Yeah, favorite memory. Probably overall, though, South Africa. I mean, that trip was like, is and was life changing. And I'll never forget it. And it was so crucial for where I was at that time. And I feel like I really needed it. So, yeah. And it was like nothing I've ever done before. It was so kind of outside of my comfort zone, which I loved. So, yeah, that was my happiest memory this year. I felt so free there. And I felt my, very much so myself. What are you still trying to prove to yourself? Oh, God. Oh, I don't know why I'm like a bunch of things are running through my head. Can I put this away and we'll come back to it? I don't know. Have you ever told someone I love you but didn't mean it? If so, why? I mean, I'm the type of person that tells like everyone I love them. Like all my friends. Like last night I was talking to one of my guy friends and I was like, love you. Um, So I guess, yeah, but also it's like, I do love them in like a silly little I love you way. It's not like deep to me. I think you can love people and it not be deep. Um, but as far as like romantically, like in a relationship, nah, I feel like I've never told someone I love them when I didn't, but I'm thinking about the main person that I did say I love you to. I'm like, was that love? I probably was. It was cute. I'm just like very happy. I'm not with them anymore, <laughs> but it was cute at the time. I think I was in love at the time. But now zooming out, I'm like, was I? I don't know. Again, I'm a words of aff person. So I love being lovey-dovey with my words and like saying that to my friends. Oh, wild card, admit something. This isn't like that crazy, but I destroyed my house getting ready today. Like it's, it was clean. Oh, I know a good thing. The second thing is thinking about the cleaning situation is yesterday when I was getting ready to go to this event in Malibu, I spilled basically an entire can or cup or bottle. It's a bottle. I spilled an entire bottle of ibuprofen and all over my kitchen, like ibuprofen pills everywhere. And I didn't have time to pick it up. 
and I just left it. And that's the perk to living alone. I came home and then I picked it up. But yeah, it was like kind of embarrassing. Like imagine I had a roommate and they came home and I just there's an entire bottle of ibuprofen everywhere. They'd be like, what the fuck? But I, I live alone so I can do that. How would you describe the feeling of being in love in one word? Oh my God. Oh God, one word. I'm like giddy. I feel like when I'm really down bad for someone or like smitten, smitten's a good word. Um, when I'm very smitten for someone, I'm just like giddy and like I, I'll let so many things slide just because I'm like, ah, vulnerable, scary. <laughs> Those all con contradict each other. But that's what comes to mind. How can you become a better person? I think I could do a better job of like getting deeper. I feel like I'm really good at small talking and like, I don't know. I could be better at asking the hard questions that could lead to hard conversations with my friends and just people in my life because I don't know. Sometimes I avoid hard conversations and I sometimes that's not good. What is the last thing you lied to your mother about? Probably something about like I filled out that form or like did I really can't think of anything, which I guess is good. I feel like I'm very straight up with my mom. Like we tell it how it is. I really don't lie to her. I mean, I used to when I was like a teenager. I don't know. I really don't know. I would tell you all if I did. What is a dream you let go of? Jeez Louise. Oh, I guess for a second, I really thought I wanted to go to grad school. But now I'm like, why the fuck would I go to the grad school? <laughs> no offense. Maybe I would. I don't know. For a second there, I really wanted to go to like do producing at USC or like UCLA or something. So maybe that. I don't know. I wanted like a big school name on my resume. But now that just fortunately and unfortunately in my world and industry and line of work, that just like it doesn't do anything really I would say because I've built other things that I feel like I don't know outweigh if I were to go to grad school okay that was level two let's do level three really quickly and then we'll end okay level three is reflection Ooh, how would you describe me to a stranger how would I describe myself to a stranger she's the best <laughs> No, I'm kidding. I would describe myself to a stranger that she's fun. She's so easy to easy to talk to. She has her shit together. Um, she can connect you with someone or help you get to where you want to be. Um, I feel like I'm. I always love doing that. What would be the perfect gift for me? Oh my gosh. It depends who it's from. Perfect gift. I love experiences with people. Like I think it's really cute when someone's like oh, let's go to this concert together. Like I, recently I've loved getting concert tickets for my friends because I think it's a cute, fun thing to do together and like spend quality time together. And then you have like a fun memory. I don't know. I think it's always a great gift is always something someone doesn't want to buy, but could really use. Like for instance, I just got Alicia like a massive speaker because it's like one of those things you don't want to buy because they're expensive, but 
she's going to use it all the time now for like her shoots just in general when she has friends over we brought it to Coachella like it's just one of those things that you don't realize you'll use all the time great gift for me Mm. I really love thoughtful things like that really made them think of me or like not just something that's cool like I like when it's really thoughtful or personal I don't know I love flowers (laughs) uh I just love when it's like, oh, I thought of you, so I had to get this. I guess that's a great gift. I know that wasn't very specific. Based on what you learned about me, what book would you recommend I read? Oh my gosh, what book would I recommend? Probably Atomic Habits (laughs) by James Clear. I also love Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. And then I recently read the Matthew McConaughey book, Green Lights, and I thought it was pretty good. So, yeah, definitely Atomic Habits and Seven Husbands, though. Like, those two were very good. The Matthew one was pretty good. What about me is hardest for you to understand? I think I am very good at acting unbothered or, like, I don't mind when really I do. I'm very good at putting on a smile And being happy-go-lucky when I actually am upset or actually want to talk about something or whatever. I don't know. I feel like that's something only my closest, closest friends understand about me. But I think when you just meet me, you don't fully understand that until you like really get to know me. I feel like I even know people that I'm close to that would don't even really know about that. So Not that that's really hard to understand, but I think that takes a while for people to figure out. Again, going with the I'm happy-go-lucky all the time and just like, I feel like I always bring a good vibe or good energy to things, like a positive vibe, but I'm clocking things when people do something weird or negative or not good. I am, no, I'm like noted, Um, even though I'm happy-go-lucky golden retriever vibes, I'm clocking things. So, yeah. And only my closest friends, I feel like, fully understand that. Otherwise, I feel like other people are like, oh, she doesn't care. When really I'm like, oh, no, I care. I just am acting like I don't. What am I most qualified to give advice about? Wow, great question. Probably YouTube being a creator, making how to become a content creator, making a really great video, storytelling. I feel like that's probably what I'm most qualified to give advice about. Oh, oh, I also feel like I'm qualified to give advice on moving to a big city and like how to how to make it on your own when you know no one and you have no connections. I feel very confident talking about that because I went through it and I, I'm doing it. And yeah, I don't know. It's so, all both of those things I went through and am doing. So I, I, I guess I feel qualified to talk about that. What is one thing you think I could do that would dramatically improve my life? Oh my God. Probably getting an assistant that I would. Yeah, probably getting getting more help, hiring help. Getting an assistant or like a full-time editor or something. How does one earn your vulnerability? Have I earned it? How can I earn more? 
I think I'm really willing to get vulnerable with someone who's willing to get vulnerable with me because it feels like a special thing we're doing together versus like me just pouring my heart out to someone that like isn't going to do the same for me. Um, I find it very flattering when someone wants to be vulnerable with me because I'm like, oh, that's so sweet. They feel comfortable talking to me about this or sharing this information with me. Um, so yeah, I that's what how someone earns my vulnerability. I think also asking me good questions, like good questions with intention and really listening when I'm speaking. I that is one thing I am noting all the time. When someone's not listening to me while I'm speaking, I'll stop. I'll literally be like, and I let them figure it out because I think it's so beyond rude. And it's like, don't ask a silly dinky question if you don't want to hear the answer, you know? I'd rather just, we can be in silence. It's fine. Um, so yeah, that's how someone earns my vulnerability, I feel. And, I, and when I can tell they're paying close attention. Like if I casually mentioned like, oh yeah, I went home for a family thing and then the next time I see them, they're like, hey, how are you? I know you went home for that family thing. Are you good? Are you doing well? Like people that pay attention and listen to the little things and like bring it up again, that's when I'm like, wow, that is really sweet that you paid attention and you listened so well. Like I'm happy to open up about what that was I went home for now. Does that make sense? That's one thing I really try to do is like pay attention to the details because I know how much I appreciate it when someone does that for me. What question were you most afraid to answer? This one, the, what are you still trying to prove to yourself? Maybe that like I was born to do this. Like I said, like sometimes I can be hard and discouraging and I haven't grown a ton lately. So that could be scary. So maybe, yeah, like proving that, no, I'm supposed to do this full time. Proving to myself that, I guess. Is that a good answer? I guess that's me being like really real. Do you believe everyone has a calling? If so, do you think I've found mine? I do believe everyone has a calling. I think you have one large calling that a bunch of other little callings like lead you to. But yeah, do I think I've found mine yet? I think I'm on the road to finding it. Like, I think I'm pretty close. But I again, I know there could be a bigger one that I'm just at like one of the steps right now. What do you recommend I let go of, if anything? I feel like like doubts or past doubts I've had in my head. I need to let go of that shit. What do you think my weakness is? Ooh. My weakness is putting myself first and doing whatever the fork I want. My, my weakness is it's so much easier for me to do what someone else wants or do what they think or versus what the fork I actually want to do. So I'm trying to get really in tune with that and trusting my gut. Like I want to have the best relationship with my gut. And I don't know, I definitely can be a chameleon at times and just do like go with the flow and conform to what others want to do. And I need to get more confident and strong with, okay, what do I actually want? Um, even like when it comes to dating, I'll feel like trying, I feel like I used to try and do everything I could to get the so-and-so to like me. 
or like act and be like how I think they would want me to act and be like versus now I'm like, do I even like them? You know what I mean? So I, I think that comes with like just growing up. But that definitely is a weakness I'm working on daily. I'm trying to get better at being in tune with what do I want versus what I what do I think others want from me? Okay, I feel like that was a good one to end on. Uh, we're well over an hour now. So thank you so much for playing this game with me. I hope that you learned something new about yourself from playing the game as well and answered some of the questions. Like I said, um, you should write these questions down and have like a moment, maybe tonight for an hour, do a little reflection. It's always good to reflect and see if you're on the right path or you know where you wanna be. So I definitely recommend um, getting this game or just you know going listening to the podcast and do it as I did it. Find someone to have a crush on. Uh, I'm crushing on y'all. Be sure to make someone else's day this week. I love you guys. 